All right. Hey, guys, I'm Mike. He's Mark, and we're minutes apart. And we're diving into another episode here. And, and uh, what are we talking about today? Man, we're talking about um, how kids ruin your life. For they the do. Better. But really just yes. kind of bringing in, um, bringing in a new kid into your life, um, whether it's your first or your second or your third. Kind of I like love it. What it's like I adjusting for you and what it's like adjusting for um, any, your firstborn or your, you know, if you, whatever current kids you would have. So, yep. I yeah. love it. It ruins your life, but it ruins a shitty life. You have a shitty life until you have a kid and then it ruins that, but you still have kind of a shitty life. <laughs> but it's a it's, little bit of a better and a different angle of looking at your shit. I'm just kidding. It's shitty uh, inception is what it is. Yeah. That's yeah. That's, that's it. <laughs> that's the, that is the name of this, uh, uh, this, um, episode is shitty inception. child inception. <laughs> I love it. So, so tune in, um, fun stuff as always. Um, uh, you know, shout out to Mark for, for being pretty open on, um, you know, the first time he ever had sex. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like, like it was in, two weeks ago in, in a doctor's office. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, tune in. You don't want to miss it guys. Uh, yeah. Check us out minutes apart. Here we go. Not much, not much. What are we getting into tonight? Well, man, I don't know. Let's talk about uh, second kid, bringing a second kid into the mix. Um, <laughs> we didn't bring a second kid in the game. He just came. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, are you good sharing your story? I'm totally good. Yeah. I think but, it's bananas. So, yeah. but you know what I was trying to think of? Um, so we're for review. This is only our second episode, second right. whatever, second and a half, whatever. Um, <laughs> but to review, I move this shit around. To review, like we're you and I are two of five. Yeah. Do do you? And so and and we have an older sister, so we were second siblings for her. Right. She was only like eighteen months when we were born. So um, which every time I say that, I'm like, I don't I don't know how mom made it. But, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I, I don't think saint. she. Yeah. I don't think she recalls her right. second siblings. Um, but do do you? And then after us came came Kristen, our younger sister. Right. But do you remember like her being born? I mean, I know she was because I just talked to her the other day. <laughs> she's she's not a simulation. She's, she's real. Not, she's not a meta metaverse. Um, you know, I I feel like I want to remember in like. You know, I, I, I remember pictures of the moment. Um, Mom and dad did a, did a good job of capturing like us walking up to the the bassinet or whatever where, where Kristen was in it. And like in my mind, I want to remember it. But God, I, I remember so little from just Germany and just those years. Like I, yeah. I, 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 I kind of feel like I don't my first memories are, you know, Illinois, really. So. Yeah, so I, I have no recollection of Germany or her, her being bored. But I mean, I definitely remember her being really little and like a baby yeah and i remember she was like super cute baby yeah. like even as a kid i was like god that's a cute baby i know i know um it, it, it and i don't have any memories without her right so right. like um, exactly so i i almost feel like 
Matt, number that's five, exactly, it, is, that's where is I was going. A, a better comparison because we were 10, you know, when he was born. And like, I, I very vividly remember, you know, we stayed a night at uh, Andy Francis's house, remember? Yep, I definitely. And, that was uh, the most exciting part about getting a little brother was being able <laughs> yeah, to hang with like, Andy. Oh, we do this all day. Um, Andy Francis, one of our best friends from, from growing up, still, still connected with him. But, um, yeah, I, I remember dad coming in at like two or 3 AM and like waking us up, we're on the floor in like Andy's room or something. And, um, he said, yeah, Hey, Hey, you guys, you're, you're, uh, your big brother now, congratulations. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Uh, was it a boy or a girl, you know, <laughs> and, uh, or no, what did he say? He said something like you have a little brother or something to the effect, but it was, I was so out of it, but, um, but yeah, definitely, definitely remember Matt, um, you know, from that perspective. So we stayed up all night playing super contra. So we were exhausted. Oh, God. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. BSL. Left, right. That's good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, go ahead. I want to hear your story. I think they need to hear your story. I think it's, it's pretty, pretty cool. All right, so um, it's, I guess you can call it. It's cool now, eight years after <laughs> the fact. Um, so we have an eight-year-old and a six-year-old. And our eight-year-old is adopted um, because we were told by a fertility doctor in Detroit, Michigan, that we could not have children, or it was very unlikely that we would ever have children. So um, there's a fertility doctor in Detroit that owes me college tuition for one of these fuckers because I only... <laughs> I only well, saved. Was, in his defense, that was before you guys knew about sex, right? It was that's true. Like, in, yeah, we were still figuring it out. We had only been married for ten years. Was, I feel like that's the guy that gave you the real birds and beads talk, right? <laughs> you know, it's funny because like when you uh, the first time you meet with him, that's the first, literally, that's the first thing he's like, "I gotta ask." Uh, you guys do know how to have sex, right? And uh, of course, Melissa, this is like, yeah, of course. And I was like, well, uh, hang on, let's let's hear him out. Let's he hear my, some ideas. You got a video? You got you got like a do you got some you know cartoons or something? <laughs> We're good like having separate conversations if that's what makes you feel comfortable, Doc. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I needed the shapes and colors vision version. <laughs> but um yeah, it's like it's like so you go to a fertility doctor and you, there's two appointments, right? There's the first like console where he's like, I gotta make sure you know how to have sex. And he literally did show us like on an iPad not how to have sex, but like what happens like with the swimmers and the eggs and all that. He's like, you know, he showed us one wow. of those and, but he kind of went, it, it was more detailed than like your sixth grade health class. It was like, these sure. are some of the things that could be preventing. Okay. So it was, it was more grown up, but um, so that's like your first, like your consult. And then of course you got to go, you got to go get, you got to get some samples, right? You got to deposit oh, some man. samples. How comfortable are you telling that story? Cause it's uh, <laughs> so, uh, we had, we had moved to Detroit, Michigan, not knowing anybody, right? Um, and you know we're we're pretty active. We are we are pretty active in our church. Yeah, great. So church. all Love of our it. friends were our church friends there, you know, in the congregation there, and and it was a really young congregation because we lived um, right, literally like three or four blocks from the Chrysler corporate headquarters, like the yeah, campus. Okay. It was huge. Yeah, Just, yeah. It's got like you know Microsoft's got a huge campus. Sure. Chrysler had a huge campus out there. And they had just, we had come out of the recession and they were just hiring like crazy. And uh, they're, um, they, and they were hiring a bunch of guys out of BYU who came obviously right into our congregation. So it was a really young, just fun ward. And there was a handful of guys in that ward that were kind of having fertility issues or that congregation. Oh. When I say ward, I mean congregation. 
there's a handful of younger guys in that congregation that were kind of in the same situation as us trying to have their first. And uh, so it was not uncommon to go into the fertility clinic and see one of your buddies coming out. <laughs> high five, brother. That's exactly. Yeah. You gave a, <laughs> gave a buddy a high five. I literally saw him coming out, high five. him. I was like, cool. And uh, then you get into your room and you know, you got all your, your magazines and materials and cup and then, but all I could think of, it was like the dude that I just high five was like, he was coming out. Was he left-handed or right-handed? Because it was going to become important <laughs> in the next ten minutes. By the way, by the way, this is totally the plot to Handmaid's Tale. Have you seen that before? <laughs> that's, that's how it starts, right? <laughs> started in Detroit, Michigan. Actually, started in Flint, but Detroit's a bigger city, so it just worked better for the storyline. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> everybody knows it. But um, yeah, so anyway, did that was fun. Left a sample and uh, gonna find it. We're both healthy. Everything was functioning correctly uh but just it was just very unlikely that we would yeah. we would have children there's compatibility things things going on um and you know i, I don't recall that I, I i'm i'm sure that affected melissa more than it, it affected me but i don't think it was devastating for us i don't know i can't speak for her but right. you know adoptions it's it's kind of a uh a special theme in our family you know we've got a cousin that's mm-hmm. adopted we've got a cousin that has adopted melissa herself is adopted so we we had kind of always talked about adoption, even if we could conceive our first. So I mean, I yeah. So I kind of remember coming out of that that fertility appointment, like, okay, I guess, I guess, so I guess we'll adopt, and that was that. And I went back to work, and she went home. So um, shortly after, we we got set up uh, with adoption agency, did all went through that process, which is which is quite a process, uh, right? You know, home studies and all that good stuff. But once we were approved, they said, you know, you've got 18 to 24 months, most likely you'll be waiting, uh, if not longer. So we, we just kind of hunkered down, settled in. And that was that. I mean, we, you know, we, we had been married 10 years without kids and that was fucking blast. Can't yeah. stress that enough. Yeah. Good years. If Those you could do years. that, do that. Yeah. yeah. It was like being in a frat the whole time, right? <laughs> the whole just, time. Just like fucking, just fucking, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it was that or just spending money like like crazy like yeah. you want something let's go buy that shit because again it's reckless abandon spending but uh so we we you know we in fact i think um it wasn't but it was like four months later and we got the call yeah, I, and do. I, I, I remember like I'm we were gonna... so caught off guard like i think like you and i were like planning a caribbean trip like i because i remember like just like being within a day of putting a deposit down and be like, Oh shit, no, I got to, I can't put a deposit now because yeah. I have no idea what's going to happen. And it was that quick. So we got a call on a Thursday and we were parents on a Monday. That's uh, yeah. It was so wild. bananas. Um, yeah. You know, a best case scenario is, well, I would say best case, most practical case scenario is, you know, you, you meet the birth mother sometime early in her pregnancy and you've got the same nine months that she's got to kind of prepare. Yeah. But, uh, uh, that, that was not the case for you think that's first. bad think about it from an uncle's perspective i had zero time to prepare to be a good uncle yeah and you, you still know? shit the bed when it came no, get time i, I, don't, <laughs> I mean <laughs> and i don't want to make it about me but let's talk about me as <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> no go ahead i'm sorry so no no that was that so we we um we got the call on thursday hadn't hadn't met our, our firstborn yet um uh, and we couldn't because the caseworker was off doing something that Thursday. So it was like, literally we had to wait the whole weekend to meet her. And so we, we met her first thing Monday morning and, and uh, uh, 
fell in love with her pretty quick and was like, yeah, this is, this is happening and um, signed the paperwork and assumed custody um, from, and her birth mother was terrific. Um, we were yeah. Somewhat in touch with her. Which um, is, which is kind of amazing, right? Like, I don't know the adoption side of it, but um, I feel like that's gotta be pretty, pretty big deal. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Melissa's really good at keeping in touch with her, sending her pictures and whatnot, but um Wow. Even, we, yeah. I mean, I think even that's even more remarkable. I'm not trying to get into a tangent here, but I don't know. That's, yeah. that's incredible. That, that impresses me. Good. Yeah, it should. Don't tell, don't tell Mel I said that because, you know, she's not that great. Yeah, she, <laughs> Just kidding. Love you, Mel. So one of the reasons we had so such short a notice is because even the birth mother had very short notice. Britain was, um, or our eight-year-old was very premature. Mm-hmm. Uh, and spent a couple months in the the NICU, which mm-hmm. uh, and there she had a lot of complications. Um, you know, she was she was having seizures as a newborn. She was without oxygen for quite a long time. So there was a lot of testing and things they were doing. A uh, lot of scary prognoses um, that we were looking at, but um, it gave us two at least two months in the NICU, which the silver lining there was it gave us a little bit of breathing room on getting the house ready. I mean, the, what was going to be the yeah. nursery was still my home office at that point. Yeah. So we were kind of working in a vacuum um, and that's kind of the silver lining of the NICU there. But, yeah. um, you know, she got through, you know, some of the cerebral palsy, um, spina bifida were some of the things that they were um, thinking and, and she yeah. got through that um, tested negative for all that. And, um, so for the most part, she was going to be healthy with, with, she has now some issues now, pretty severe autism, but, um, anyway, we spent two months with her in the NICU, brought her home. And I remembered it like we, we brought her and, and the NICU was like, their goal is to get the kid out of there. I mean, yeah, the sure, NICU is an amazing sure. place and anybody that works in the NICU should get a Nobel Peace Prize, but they're also yeah. like, after two months, they're like, it's, it's time for this little girl to go home. Yeah. So they were like, kept pushing and we were like, we're, we're not ready. We're not. Ready. And, and literally, yeah. like, we had no idea one night we went there and they're like, you guys brought the car seat. We're like, well, yeah, we just, yeah, we, it's just been in the car. They're like still in the box. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of what? Cause yeah, I think it was yeah. brand new. So she's like, go get the car seat. This one's going home. And she uh-huh. had a feeding tube still like a, through her nose, like a nasal feeding tube that would later become a kind of a regular implanted in her stomach uh, G tube. But uh, we brought her home. She was hooked up to this kind of machine in a backpack and kind of set her down on the floor. And just like, I remember I, all I could say was, holy shit, hon. It's, there's a kid right there. <laughs> and, and like, not like two minutes later, she started crying. And I swear to God, she did not stop crying for 18 months. She <laughs> screamed for 12 to 14 hours a day. Um either from the, the doctors thought it was colic or just the fact that she had a tube through her nose into her stomach, which couldn't have been comfortable. But uh, I mean, we very, very quickly were like, we're one and done. We will be a one child. Family. Yeah, this is it. This is, I mean, uh, we were so caught off guard and so overwhelmed. Um, God, those first, that first year in, in Detroit with her was just actually was yeah. about first six or seven months before we came home. But yeah. it was just, I mean, I get PTSD just thinking about it, but um, yeah. we, it, it's not that we don't love our six-year-old. I mean, we, we'd be lost without him and, you know, our family right. would be complete without our second born. But, oh my God, uh, if you, if you had asked me about a, a second born seven years ago, I had a laugh in your face. Like it's never <laughs> going to happen. Um, 
No. But a couple of years later, so we got home. We moved from back from Detroit back home to here to the Northwest um, to get near grandparents, which is which is a godsend. Any 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 person with children knows how valuable a grandparent 100%, 100%. is. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. So, uh, and we had no family in Detroit, uh, but so we got home uh, to you know, just home to grandchildren. Um, kind of got settled into a new job. Um, maybe a year or two had gone by, and I was just doing some uh, leadership training down on the Columbia River um, at, oh, a, yeah. at a, a resort there. And it was kind of like um, you would go there for a week and then come back for a couple weeks and go there for another week, and it was like on. One of the weeks back, Melissa decided she and Brendan would, our eight-year-old would come out, uh, just kind of spend some time while I was in classes that, you know, it was a resort. They could do whatever they want. And so, and they, but, but, but Melissa was just like feeling like just terrible, just really, really exhausted, just uh-huh. really, really sick. And it kind of continued for a few weeks and was like, and if you're under the assumption that you cannot get pregnant, like the symptoms of pregnancy are kind of scary right oh, yeah it, it kind of starts right. like something serious is wrong like if yeah it, it, pregnancy had never crossed our mind never and then um i think eventually she just um maybe for the novelty of it i don't know just did a pregnancy test and she's like oh shit we're we're pregnant <laughs> and i was <laughs> for like the novelty oh. of it that's how we do date night um is we just for the novelty let's just go get a pregnancy test and be like oh god <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no so. Uh, I mean, but we, when we found out we were, we were legitimately excited. Like we weren't, we weren't bummed out. I mean, we were, yeah. we were nervous because uh, um, our eight-year-old was going on three at the time and was really getting into the kind of scary, dangerous behaviors that she's kind of now exhibiting. Um, yeah. And so we were, we, we were already had our hands full and overwhelmed with that, but um, we were, we were excited to to have our, our second born come along. I was excited to, we'd eventually find out we have a boy and I was excited to have a boy. So that was, that was cool. Yeah. Um, but, uh, shit. Yeah. I mean, part of me is like, if I can go back and do it again, I would definitely still want my, my son, but I, I'd, I'd probably want that. He, he was three right now and not six. So I had a few extra years, <laughs> you know, it's but, crazy. Then that, that means I'd have a three-year-old running around. So fuck that noise. But no, um, three-year-olds are the worst. They're worse oh, yeah. than two. Everyone says terrible twos. No, three is terrible. Yeah, never mind. Three. I like having a six-year-old. And yeah, we're good. Yeah. It's but worth no, it's it. Funny, funny say, like, if I can go back, right? Like, and, and you kind of talked about it earlier about, like, you know, life was good when it was just the two of us, right? Just you and your your girl. You know, we we took a couple years off too. Not not ten. Um, uh, we didn't, we didn't have the, the, you know, we learned how to have sex pretty quick. Unlike you guys. I it know is you guys so do. hard. It is so <laughs> no, <I'm sorry. laughs> um, no, but like, um, it, it's like, it's hard to, hard to think about, like, if I can go back, like, cause God damn, I couldn't, I, I couldn't imagine life without any of my three kids. Right. Or your two yep. kids. Right. Like, mm-hmm. but they were amazing years. Like it was amazing. The time Steph and I had together. It was amazing the time that's just Steph and I and our number one had together and just number two. And we have three, you know, so like, and now, and now I look back and now I look at, I'm like, this is like, we're in a good place. You know, the, the kids, you know, that they're, they're fun, sort of, I got teenagers. So um, I cut myself every once in a while, but, <laughs> but it is, it's a, uh, but, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, every, I think anyone who has kids knows like, yeah, life was great before them. I think what I tell people you know, like friends who are younger guys or 
mostly guys that, you know, are about to have a kid, like your life is going to do a 180. Not, not that that's a bad thing, but just be prepared. Like everything is going to change things you never thought of that could change are going to, are going to be impacted. And, and so be prepared for a complete, you know, change of direction, but not necessarily in the bad direction. Right. So. Yeah. No, no. I, um, somebody say, well, it's probably on Twitter or something, but you know, children will absolutely ruin your life and they will. And then they yeah. give you another, then they give you one that's better, but they I like they, that better. There's nothing, there's nothing similar about the previous life to the new life. Um, that sounds better. Amazing, we need to work but... on that together, but like, yeah, uh, I like that better. Like they'll ruin the current life you have. Right. Yeah. So, but dude, that's cool, man. I appreciate you telling me that. Cause like, I know we've talked a ton and, you know, I've been there for some of those moments, um, you know, considering I'm, you know, the greatest uncle in the world. Um, but, <laughs> but no, I, I appreciate like even hearing you tell that story and I've heard you tell it a couple of times and like, I, I pick up something new and, and I, I visited you guys in Detroit, you know, when, when number one was, was pretty young and, and yeah, I remember uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I met number one before Steph did. Does that make, does that align? Maybe not. I'm no. not sure. And, and what I'm getting at is it, it must've been when you guys had moved to, to Washington. I, I, you know, and, and number one was a little bit older, maybe mobile, which is more dangerous as we all know. And, uh, I had a blast. Right. And, and I just remember watching, um, both of you, um, but really specifically Mel, like with her and, and like just being blown away. And, um, I came home and I said something to the effect of, you know, like, God damn, Mel is a saint or something. And I think, I think Steph maybe took a little offense, like, uh, I'm raising your three kids. And I'm like, no, 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 you're, do- you're doing a great job. But like, um, you know, I just, I just was, and it's not that, that number one is, for you is was a really hard or challenging uh kid i just i think the connection that that i saw between mel and her and just the um like the ability to handle that and roll with it was just remarkable so this isn't recording right because mel i don't want mel to hear i will never tell her but if it helps your case i have literally said those same exact words to melissa about (laughs) about steph like just what a saint incredible (laughs) mother and wife she is she, um, yeah, I guess we're lucky guys, right? Um, yeah. But it's going to go straight to their heads now. I know. Yeah. We will not hear the end of it. Yeah, I know. They're definitely going to want to remodel or some shit like that. No. It'll be Mother's Day in May and then Mother's Day in June. Oh, yeah. Just like all that. about them. All about yeah. them. So, <laughs> uh, no, but well, thank no, thanks for sharing that. And, and yeah. I, I love that story. And I like, I hope you don't mind, but I, I kind of like haphazardly tell the story of like how my brother, like, oh, they struggle to have a kid. And, they adopted this beautiful girl. And then like, how many, what was the months between that? Like how much, what was the time between getting number one and learning you were pregnant with number two? Probably two years, two and a half years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just like, again, and you mentioned it like where, you know, Mel was like, you know, you, you assumed that it, it couldn't happen and then and being scared, but it was just, I don't know. Like, and I don't want to get off on a tangent, but I feel like this is good. And, and, and you can cut me off anytime, but like, do you mind talking more about like, I don't know, like people ask, I mean, I think people are, are ignorant and I was ignorant. And I say that because I was ignorant in the, in the, in the ways of like sensitivity to people like in your position where one, maybe it was issues like trying to have a baby, but then two, just getting pregnant. Like I've heard things like, oh, well, 
yeah, all you had to do is just stop trying, right? Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, mm. um, like, do you mind like talking a little bit about just, I guess, the ignorance of us laymen, right? That don't know that world. Yeah, I mean, that's probably a better question for Melissa because, to be honest, I, I may have contributed that myself, you know, yeah, to her, just kind of inadvertently to her, just you know, being more nonchalant about it, like, you know, it'll happen when it happens, or you know, let's just not stress about it or whatever. And so like, you know, I like to say we, we were married for like 10 years and I know we were trying for a significant chunk of that. Um, and she she may have been hoping a lot longer than I was. So I, you know, during that period, I I very well could have been as nonchalant or as layman as as you described, but, um, but between the time of us, kind of visiting fertility and then actually getting the adoption call was, was very short. So there was very, very short time of us finding out that we probably weren't going to be able to get pregnant to finding out we were going to be parents pretty quick. Like, so there wasn't a whole lot of time to, to really feel that, even though I'm, I'm sure Melissa still felt that even after we had a baby. I mean, because I, I I, I know that's a a, a pretty significant thing for, for um, a woman um, that all never fully understand or be able to grasp but um, i get it but i'm i i know women uh, better than most women know women but i'm not trying to brag that was a joke (laughs) (laughs) there's a punchline in there somewhere (laughs) i have um, no punchline i'm just (laughs) what what i can't say is maybe after the fact when when people know you have adopted there's there's kind of things that people nothing i've ever heard from anybody like close to me and and honestly anything i have heard is has i think come from a a good place but there's oh i i I get that it's all from a good place right but it it is like i think when i've you know heard heard it coming out of other people's mouths i'm like oh that was that was dumb like that was insensitive but then when you think about it like "Ah, i I understand but i mean it's tough until until you're in that position you know right yeah many times you know the you know when when we found out we were pregnant with our second you know i I can't count how many times people were excited for us because we were going to have our our own Mm. you know things like that that's Um, that's that's exactly what i was getting at and i didn't think about that but yeah yeah and again it's they were they were happy for us we were happy i mean it was it was it was really exciting and and they they cared about us and they were happy for us but it was just like sure that unless you have adopted somebody or kind of been really a part of that you you don't really pick up on that i, I think so yeah. I, I mean i give them benefit of doubt um yeah, you gotta give them grace in that but yeah so go, i was holding um i was holding our firstborn um actually we we were not pregnant yet and we weren't even close to that i mean our firstborn was pretty young but we were back home in washington in church and i was holding our firstborn and this this i, I don't even to this i can't remember her name but this older i i, I think she passed away but she just came up to me and she's like, I'm going to go out on a limb and assume you're having fertility issues. I'm like, and for some background, if you don't know, if you haven't seen pictures, my daughter is, is black. So <laughs> it's, uh, it is obvious that, um, you know, the when you see, her, laughing, but no, yeah, yeah. That, that she's adopted. And so I'm holding my, my eight-year-old or my, my firstborn um, when she was probably one. And that she just said, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and, and assume you guys are having fertility problems. And I was like, mm, not really. No, we're good. <laughs> Um, she's like, well, you, I just, I know. <laughs> she's like, uh, are you calling my wife a whore? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she could, she could be 
two hours pregnant as we speak. You just don't know. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have 23 and me back then, right? You couldn't be <laughs> like, you, know, you just had to go off of prejudice. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> so that oh, was like the, the one kind of kind of car. I was like, I, I can't find a legitimate um good reason for saying something like that to somebody, but uh yeah. I don't know. I I just maybe I'm a sociopath, but things don't bother me that much as, as much as they probably should. Yeah, you definitely are. <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, again, that was, I don't know. Got to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like she wanted to relate to you. She wanted to acknowledge that you have a, a beautiful baby that is, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, black. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, and, but I also have to put the disclaimer out that is, I'm certain Melissa has experienced exponentially more than I have because she's sure. with our eight-year-old yeah. uh, way more than, than I am. She's, yep. you know, she's a stay-at-home mom. So she, she takes our eight-year-old grocery shopping. So she's out and about with her. So she experiences a lot more from strangers that are, um, some are probably well-meaning and then some are just downright disgusting yeah. you know and, and she unfortunately has to experience that but fortunately anybody that knows melissa knows that the last thing you want to do is is cross her or, or you know cross one of her children because you're you're going to hear about it in public yeah you're going to be embarrassed it's not yep. well. <laughs> so, she so is she's, uh, fortunately she's good at that but um she very much is she she bears the the brunt of the um, more than negativity i think than i do yeah so um well, dang, man. I feel like I, I, I felt like that was really good, man. I didn't want to like get too much into tangents. So should we talk about number two more or be, just treat so... number two, like they're number two, like, you know, good talk, you know, <laughs> you will you know we're be. glad you're here, you know, <laughs> there's this, there's a sandwich somewhere in the fridge. Help yourself. Uh, <laughs> Lunchables. Yeah. Uh, Do it. Tell me. Um, so your first was how old when your second came? um just probably uh almost two um yeah so just a couple months no no just a couple months uh the he's two and in a couple months older so like 27 months i would say yep 27 months so and uh number one wasn't planned which was Oh, you know what happened? I don't it, think I knew, maybe I didn't know that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I knew well, one I of them wasn't planned. I, 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 I plan maybe it. thought number two was, but <laughs> number two was definitely planned. Uh, I, you know, um, but uh, yeah, you know, and he again, we, you know, we had a great time, just Steph and I, and then number one came along, and it was like this is perfect, you know, even though we didn't plan it, and um, you know, we're just you know, he got to the age where, you know, okay, we can travel with him. We'd gone to, gone home, but to Washington, we're in Colorado. We traveled back to Washington a couple of times and this is great. And then like, we're like, okay, this is good. Like if we're going to do number two, like this is, this is the time. Right. And so we actually planned out number two and uh, the timing worked out, you know, pretty well. And, and number two came along and um, you, you know, he's great. And, he he, uh, he had some health issues starting out, so he had a rough start. He wore a, uh, oxygen for the first, you know, God, I don't know, like maybe two years of his life. And so you look back at all the pictures, he's he's tracking around this like fifty foot uh, oxygen hose, and there's a machine somewhere. I remember 
we left him uh we left the the two boys with the babysitter Michaela we still still connect with her and kids still love her right but this is when you know number one was got probably four and number two was going on two so really mobile right and uh you know he would move around the house he could crawl around he could sort of walk and he'd have this long hose around him and if the hose pulled out of the oxygen machine it would make this alarm right so you could tell like oh got to plug him back in it wasn't like he stopped breathing but it was like a heads up like hey the hose came out and so (laughs) the hose came out and the babysitter was like oh what's that and number one's like oh that just means he needs a break from the oxygen you could just let him sit for a bit And he's the in the background just plotting like yeah he's like yeah just let him go he's fine he's fine that's his normal coloring uh but no the, <laughs> of course the baby sure knew better but um but no i mean having two boys is is fantastic and um you know it's it's amazing i always say boys are amazing girls are are magic right like um yeah but they are so different you know like they are number one, yeah. yeah number one is uh so much like me and then number two was so much like mom. And so a lot of people who've seen us all inter- interact as a family, they're like, it seems like number two is your favorite. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's because he's like my wife, you know, and like we get along well. And number one is like me and, and, and we butt heads. But, you know, it's also kind of cool to see that. So, um, but yeah, he was he was planned and, and uh, you know, again, you know, you have your first, it turns your life 180. You have your second, it turns your life 180. And it's just, you know, it's a whole nother, whole nother thing, but it's been fun. So, yeah. Cool. I mean, I was just curious, you know, what the dynamic was like for, for two boys, you know, and um, mm-hmm. they get along pretty well for the most part. I mean, what, I mean, now that they're both there, I mean, one's a teenager and one's almost, yeah. like, actually, they're both teenagers now. They are. Yeah. yeah. So 15 and 13. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it goes through phases. Um, it's, there's been a lot of, of budding heads and that's one that they're just competing and they're so close to age, you know, two years apart, you know, so there are times, you know, in their, in their lives of the last 13 years where they've shared friends, you know, like where number one has a younger friend and, or number two has an older friend. I mean, that's, that's how close the gap is. Right. So, um, and they don't don't always want to do the same thing. So the disagreement is like, Number one wants to go play rugby and go play football and take all his friends with him. And number two would rather, you know, do a scavenger hunt or, you know, play some sort of game, a board game, you know? And, and so that's where that comes from. And, and there is, there's the competitive piece too, I think, whether it's for Steph and I's attention or or grandma and grandpa's attention. Um, But it's, it's getting better right now. And I don't know, again, we may be in a good, good place and it may go back to shit in a couple of years, but it it just is what it is. So, yeah, that's funny. Like you're describing that. And that's, that's, that was our teen years that you just described for you and me. For uh, sure. Yeah. I remember you being so pissed because I went through puberty like 12 years before you did. (laughs) True. You were so pissed about that. I was like, Like, I had any control over that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i know i know i remember you came out of the shower one time and like it was just like glistening on you and i'm like what the fuck is he doing <laughs> you know i was like yeah. i'm gonna go back and play with play-doh and hope i wake <laughs> up looking like this champion <laughs> that's right yeah. and then uh, then you had your so then you had a third come along though you um, did a daughter so oh my god yeah yep 
so uh, we have three out of the three. Uh, only number two was planned, really. And, you know, it's probably the only way to get three kids. <laughs> it's just not the plan on it, right? Um, but no, she came along and, and uh, you know, I had like, I had dreams that number one, when Steph was pregnant with one and two, that it was going to be a girl. So obviously <laughs> nice. it was wrong, but like number nah, two came along. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But number three came along and even the dreams I had about her, like I, I envisioned this, ironically, this baby looking like Kristen as a baby. Like I remember how like she just curly, dark curly hair and, and we got the exact opposite. We got a straight hair toe head, right? Um, <laughs> but, but but she's amazing. She, she still thinks I'm cool. So That's I still cool. get, yeah, I still get, you know, a hug every night. And, you know, I, she still asks me how my day is at work. And so- nice. Um, That's, yeah, daughters are incredible like that yeah. i know i know like don't ever get old i keep telling her like you gotta stop you gotta stop growing and you know her dream is to right now is to live abroad in paris and i'm like that's cool we're, you and i we're gonna have fun in paris Perfect. you know we... <laughs> yeah. so um so yeah, yeah. um it, it's fun they're all they're all fun and and um the thing about number three is um she gets along with one and two amazingly but separately so like she and number one can do they play rugby together you know they wrestle and they used to do taekwondo together and then her number two will they have that connection too so she's a good in between but um but yeah adaptable that's good Good she is yeah she's gonna be great so they're all gonna be great i'm sorry all my kids are great (laughs) (laughs) what are we talking about number two yeah he's great he's great he's he's cool (laughs) Yeah. yeah so uh, well wow. um yes our two uh right now get along in- incredibly well um you know they have their moments sure where, but their moments are fleeting you know they're three minutes long and they're fighting over the same corner of the couch or whatever right. but, um but for the most part they, they get along and um yeah it's just it's been kind of cool um you know watching our second kind of adapt and adjust to our first who um is you know is adopted and just to see just like how that's never even like it's not even he's aware we've we've talked about it you know right the four of us together we've talked we we kind of talk about it openly but it's just never been he's just it's just a okay whatever like that's yeah that's my sister you know she's she's yeah you know as much my mom's daughter as i am her son you know it's just kind of cool like i don't know how to describe it but just how natural they are truly siblings you know they yep it's kind of cool to 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 see that um you know yeah i could definitely see that yeah intellectually they're both kind of because of um bryn's autism i keep saying her name oh well whatever um yeah because of her her identity (laughs) he's got a credit score of like 350 it's worth more than his (laughs) (laughs) yeah it is it's certain it is Um, but intellectually they're they're kind kind they're 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 pretty close um but then then again sometimes she will surprise us like we just learned last like two weeks ago that she could read really really well we kind of knew she could read some words but she was just we're like holy shit what yeah what does this say what does this try this try this she just kept nailing it and we're like oh That's... okay you've been holding out on us <laughs> yeah yeah she's this yeah. is like when you potty trained 
You yeah, know, you pretty, would like uh, just do a. She wants little, us to read the books to her. Little poopies at a time because yeah. you get a treat. You get a treat each time, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, that, that, anyway, it's just cool to watch watch them interact and and um, yeah, just see how natural they are together. It's, it's yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty special. Uh, we we see it too, you know, in in the the rare you know the few times we get to hang out with them, but um, so yeah, it's pretty it's pretty special. So. Oh. I guess um, we'll keep them. I guess we'll keep them. Yeah, uh, on the fence, you know. We are I, well beyond the return policy on one of them. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, wait till they get to their teenage years and you're like, you know, I stepped the other night and I just like, what? This sucks. <laughs> Teen, teenagers, just, this is terrible. Yeah. You know? I'm not looking forward to it. We'll, we'll get through it though. Like, um, so, yeah. but Yeah. So, all right. All right. Well, uh, what are we talking about next week? I don't know, man. How are you guys on like uh, drugs and stuff? I, we got plenty. What do you need? Yeah, that's what I was good at. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know. Uppers, uh, lowers, uppers, yeah, downers. Upper, down, <laughs> red pills, blue pills. Yeah. Uh, no, it's good. I don't know. What should we talk about? Um, I mean, you've got teenage boys. I mean, is that, that something... It could you be. Want, you want to cover just you know education and yeah i feel like know. i could uh knowledge you on you know just being you know just the older older more experienced man mm-hmm. um, less pubescent this. but older older yeah, and less yeah, yeah. pubescent it's really weird how that happens you know <laughs> um no let's yeah let's get into let's get into teenage boys like god uh, yeah they're fucking gross they're oh my gosh just oh yeah and by the way i've don't let me forget i've got to have a boner talk with my six-year-old because he's discovered his so that's kind of where i'm at oh man yeah don't ruin it for him man (laughs) (laughs) i won't i'll be telling you know go embrace it literally in your room yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, i think that's i think that's a good uh good angle so let's let's circle up and just talk about gross boys and I, i know we were gross too so oh yeah for sure. Man. So cool. Right on. All right, man. Good talk, brother. Yep. Until next time, man. Yep. <laughs>